Welcome back to Old Nerd, Young Nerd. I'm Derek. And I'm Todd. And we are back dissecting Season 4 of Cobra Kai. This time we are on Episode 6, Kicks Get Chicks. Say that five times fast. We are on Episode 6, Kicks Get Chicks. I don't even remember uh, Johnny actually saying that. Did he say that? Did I just miss it? And I don't over it. Because I don't think I don't think it was like actually that? like said aloud in the episode. I think okay. it's just I didn't a think so chat. either. Because I I remember looking at that. I'm like, kicks get chicks. And it I'm sounds like, like something Johnny would say. Yeah, I could totally see him saying it. I'm like, was I not paying attention? Did I get a text or something at that time that I was looking at my phone? Okay, but but that's I guess that's what this real episode is. Uh, but why don't you lead us in there? Uh, All Derek? right, what's going so, on? This episode starts with a conference table and a. The whole committee crew minus Daniel LaRusso for the tournament, the karate turn all valley tournament. He can't participate because he's an acting sensei for okay, which I'm not quite sure why that matters, but I guess it's rulemaking, so I guess it does matter. Yeah, and this is just kind of an extremely hilarious opening because it's like hyper dramatized, but really all they're doing is setting rules for that year's tournament. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, they almost have, they should have like some kind of tense music. And like, as they are, they're all snapping at each other over the color of the mats and like all these little mm-hmm. inconsequential things. <laughs> but then, like, one guy points out, cause he's playing a, a YouTube video of the season one tournament, and he's showing Aisha's fight against the male student. He's like, do we really want to promote, uh, women getting punched by men or girls getting punched by boys, boys and girls hitting each other? And then it gets all quiet, and then it cuts to them saying, are we all in agreement? And you have that one guy hesitating to put up his hand, but then it's a unanimous decision, and it's like, God help us all. Yeah, like, like they've really changed up. But you know what? In all honesty, I'm surprised, and obviously this is fictional, but it took this long to get there, to that point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you cut over to um, uh, the Miyagi-Do Dojo. And Daniel comes out with a letter announcing that um, the tournament's added a skills competition and has separated uh, uh, the genders into, like, a boys and girls competition. A girls bracket and a boys boys bracket with two champions. Right. And this is a problem for uh, Cobra Kai in particular because mm-hmm. they don't have any girls. Yeah, like, uh, you know, all the, all the Miyagi-Do students are are happy about it. Sam's obviously ecstatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and all but the they're other not kids happy because like a lot of their big hitters are not there or they're at Cobra Kai. Right. But like, you know, all the, all of the uh, other, like um, uh, what's his face? Skinny kid. Sk- the skinny nerdy kid. I can't remember his name. Oh, uh, Elias. No. Is it Elias? No, Eli's Hawk. Yeah. No, Dimitri. 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 Dimitri's yeah. all happy about the skills competition because that means he doesn't actually necessarily have to fight anybody. Yeah. So yeah. this is great for Miyagi-Do. Cut over yeah. to, to Eagle Fang and Johnny is not happy at all. Yeah. <laughs> and what what cracks me up about this is, of course, Johnny, who's, you know, who still lives in the 80s and is very sexist, his one problem is... He's got no female fighters, and he has to get them. Well, because his first reaction to that is, well, what happened to equal rights? Or, or I forget exactly what he said, but that was the gist of it. Yeah. Like, what, what they can't take a punch? 
It's like, yeah. wow, okay. <laughs> but that's Johnny. You know, that Johnny right. stuck in the 80s. Johnny, that's why everybody loves him. He's the irreverent uh, good guy slash bad guy, you know, um, for the whole series. And then the skills competition, he's like, well, what is this, dance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, it's funny. And then Miguel tries to, like, because Johnny's upset about, you know, the whole women thing, because they don't have any women fighters. Mm-hmm. And Miguel tries to gently say, hey, why don't you and, you know, Mr. LaRusso, you know, try and make up. And then he gets shut down really quick with that. Oh, yeah, instantly. And and it's always kind of interesting to me where, uh, and this is kind of why I love Cobra Kai, why I've always loved Cobra Kai. The emotional maturity is almost reversed in this show where normally in a traditional show, like it's the adults that really, you know, talk about, you know, compromise and everything else and, you know, forgiving. And it's usually the kids that are like brash and, you know, mouth off and, you know, very opinionated and stubborn. And here we have that role reversal in the age groups. Well, and especially when it, from season one on, when it's come to Johnny and Miguel, it's always been the reverse. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and then at that time when he was, when he couldn't walk, you had this softening of of Johnny and this hardening of Miguel, where mm-hmm. he just wanted to give up. And, and again, they switched roles again. And they have this kind of uh, magical dynamic where, each one takes what the other one needs in terms of um, working off one another. So Johnny had to come down and be more empathetic and helpful to get Miguel back on his feet again. And it worked. And now we're back to now that now that Miguel's better, Johnny can be brash and illogical and sexist and everything else. And Miguel kind of has to rein him in. Uh, and it, unfortunately, it doesn't work because I guess the the wounds are still too too hard with with, with everything that went through with, with Daniel and and Johnny. So right. they have an idea. Well, and that this is like well, Johnny has the idea of dressing up a student like a girl, right. referencing the nineteen ninety two movie uh, Ladybugs. Yeah, uh, that is kind of immediately shot down by his students. But this is what I'm saying. Like it's like over the top, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's his thought process. And and thus thus the premise of the episode uh, kicks get chicks is born recruiting a female student for Eagle Fang, right? And this is it. Kind of becomes like a season one throwback of sorts, where he was trying to get any student at all. Yeah, after Miguel, and they were just trying to. So they just went with the losers and everything else, and he uh, he taught them how to fight. And um, so there they go, and they're kind of scouting all the the athletes in the school. And this is you get the hilarious scene of like he's standing next to a random father, and the father's like, "Which one's yours?" And he's like, "Oh, none of them." But I'm eyeing that girl over there. <laughs> it's like just making <laughs> yeah. himself look like a giant pedophile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then as he's recruiting, as he's recruiting the girls, he's he's he starts saying things like, "Oh yeah." Uh, you need to be under 18. No, no, no. I don't mean it like that. <laughs> yeah, so they, they do kind of poke fun of, of you know, just 
Johnny being Johnny as usual. Mm-hmm. So they they decide on this one girl Piper, um, because she said she didn't want to be like the, one of the last people in uh, the valley not to know karate. So they think they got a winner with her. Right. They give her a flyer, but you can see in the background of that scene, um, her friends call her over, and her friends are holding a Cobra Kai swag box. See that I didn't see. I oh, saw didn't. them calling her over, but that I didn't see. Is that yeah. what happens when you get yeah, older? Because you saw it like uh, slightly earlier before this. Um, they show Crease and Silver getting, right, getting deliveries that, that, that at their dojo. Shipment. Yep. Yeah. And one of those Cobra Kai swag boxes was what her friends were holding. And then um, later, Miguel opens his Instagram and sees a video of her opening the swag box and announcing she's joined Cobra Kai. Yeah. So they're back to the same problem. Mm hmm. And then uh, one of the nerdy kids had suggested this girl from the debate team, which Johnny immediately brushed off. But eventually he goes to check her out and she's like just perfect for him because she basically has the same kind of attitude he has. Yeah. And then she rips, rips in half a book, which I'm like, how does that even happen with like like a teenage girl? I'm like, can you even rip a book in half? Huh? Can you even rip a book in half? No, that's what I'm exactly. saying. Like, never in my entire life. That's my whole point. And here, this teenage girl's doing it. I'm like, how does that happen? But he gets somebody from the debate club. You know, he was making fun of them. There's nobody. You know, what are we going to find at the debate club? But then he's got no choice, and that's when he uh, gets Devin mm-hmm. ripping a book in half just to make a point in a debate, which I think made the point. Um, so that kind of covers that main premise of the episode, but there's a lot of nice little side uh, character de- development things that happen in this episode as well. Right. Um, like kind of earlier in the episode, you see Tori showing up to the Cobra Kai dojo and then she's confronted by her aunt. Uh, her aunt is after her mom's disability money, which is really messed up. It's just it's further highlighting how messed up this Tori girl's life is. Yeah. And you kind of understand where she's coming from, you know, where if you just look at it on the surface, oh, she's this bully. She got into fights at school. But now you're learning, you know, she's going through a lot for a a 17 year old um, that more than she needs to. Yeah. And her aunt basically says, well, what are you going to do when your mother dies? And then, you know, Tori gets defensive and then she. She, you know, turns it down a little bit and uh, she said, who's going to take care of you then? And, and then she says, says well, well be I'll be 18. And then she, mm-hmm. the aunt's like, well, I know the court system. They'll never give you custody of your brother. They'll give them to me. Like, uh, right, because you're a high school dropout. And that's and that's kind of what prompts, I think, uh, the talk later with Amanda, Sam's mother. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Sam basically said she doesn't want her back in school, so she's not allowed to be back in the school. Right. So Amanda and Tori kind of did have this sort of bonding as the season started. A bonding of sorts. Like, it started as an encounter. Amanda accidentally gets Tori fired uh, back in episode one of season four. Right. And then, like, they tries to make peace, and they have these talks, and they're sort of connecting on... um. I, I guess you could call it a mother daughter level. Of yeah, it's, uh, she's she's basically being a surrogate because you know, as Amanda finds out more about uh, you know the behind the scenes throughout the season, she gains more empathy uh, towards uh, Tori. Mm-hmm. It's when Sam comes in with Daniel, 
Um, and Sam blows up, and yes, he's um... basically like, "What's she doing here?" And I, you know, I can kind of under your point. I mean, like she did get into a fight with this person, and now her mother has her in her home, you know, trying to comfort her in the home where the fight took place too. Mm-hmm. And then once again, and then here's here's a perfect juxtaposition where. Uh, the child once again is in that traditional role of, you know, being selfish and not really thinking about like the long-term consequences. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got to be reined in uh, a little bit by her mother. But then Daniel kind of backs up Sam and says, you know, I, I kind of understand where Sam's coming from. What's she doing here? And that's when we find out Amanda has this um, arrest record for, Kind of like the similar situation, not totally, but uh, but uh, you know, a family breakup. Daniel's coming at it. Daniel's coming at it purely from a well, she's Cobra Kai and she attacked us and why she in my house kind of thing, right? And then Amanda's coming at it like I was. I basically was Tori when I was a kid. I had this whole messed up family situation that was affecting my life. I've never told you this, but when I was seventeen, I was arrested Mm -hmm. because I like. My teacher was in her car, and I took a bat to it with her in it because she was sleeping with my dad. I'm like, okay, yeah, and I'm like, whoa, and then it, that, like, you know, really, well, yeah, because you look, you look, and you see like this rich businesswoman, very successful, and you're not thinking that that would have been in her past at all. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, she overcame that, and she wants to uh, put Tori in the position to do the same thing. And that's how, and that's how she basically wants, you know, to talk to Sam about, you know, saying it's okay that she can go back to school because, right, she She's wants talking... to graduate from high school so she can, you know, possibly get a job and support her little brother if she has to when her mother dies. And she's referring to it as a uh, breaking the pattern, right? And this kind of inspires Daniel, and he goes and seeks out Robbie. Uh, so we cut over to a mini mart, which. Um, has been in the show previously. Uh, Robbie's just looking for something to eat. Daniel comes in and starts talking to him about Silver, specifically. And about his experience with Silver and how Silver is going to manipulate Robbie and turn him into something that he doesn't even recognize. And then, of course, Silver comes in and interjects himself into uh, the situation. Yeah, you really see, um, and it plays out more throughout the season, but how much silver and his influence from when he was younger really affected him. And it's still kind of like a sticking point for Daniel. You can still see kind of like the nervousness, fear in his eyes. Uh, You're breaking up there. You got me now. I can hear you. Yeah. Okay. So when it comes to Daniel's or when it comes to Silver specifically, Daniel basically has PTSD. Yeah. And that was uh what this the Karate Kid 3 movie, I believe. Yeah, because he Silver came at it where they were friends at first, you know, mm-hmm. but Silver always had an ulterior motive because he was Crease's uh, buddy from Nam. Right. Uh but he really messed Daniel up and really turned him into somebody he didn't want to be, and that's where Daniel was trying to save Robbie. From he was basically trying to do what his wife was doing, uh, mm-hmm. but he fails miserably. Um, unfortunately, well, sure. Cause Silver interrupts them. Robbie 
tells Robbie to leave. Robbie leaves. Him and Daniel have a talk, and Silver's basically like make saying he's being unethical and shouldn't be trying to poach students. This and that. And he's kind of right. I mean, from uh, a from a certain perspective, from yeah. a certain perspective, yeah. But from a perspective of I'm trying to save a kid from like your manipulations. Yeah, yeah, that's that's that makes sense. But, and then and you then, know he's being technical, Terry. And then uh, Daniel leaves, and the scene kind of end, ends hilariously with the mini mark employee going like, "Hey, are you guys going to buy anything or just use me as a conference room?" And Silver gives him like a death glare, and yeah. then he just kind of shuts up. Yeah, but I'm I, like, I always wonder, like, what's what's he really going to do? Is he really going to have get into a fight with like a store clerk for telling him, you know, not to be loitering, you know? But it it was kind of funny that he still can put that fear into somebody that barely even knows him because he's just got that kind of look in his eyes of like a crazy person. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we a... cut. Okay, I was gonna say, yep. So the next kind of thing we we see Eli, uh, aka Hawk. Or we should say at this point, the former Hawk, the recently shaved Hawk. Right. But he still does have that huge tattoo on his back. So, uh, you know, I don't know how he's going to resolve that. And we see him sitting on his uh, his couch playing video games on his laptop. Definitely being like the, the nerd Eli back in season one. And Dimitri comes and is trying to talk him into getting back into karate. And, yeah, and he uh, really, and he really kind of like... Uh... With Eli slash Hawk, he really viewed that that persona as him. And when he got shaved, it was almost like a Samson and Delilah type of situation where he lost all of his, you know, oomph, his mojo, as they would say. Well, and this is this is him basically being like, as Hawk, I was cool. As Hawk, I was this. As Eli, I'm worthless. As Eli, I'm nothing. And Dimitri's like, well, as Eli, you've always been my best friend, and shows him that weird music video they made. Yeah. Did you ever do that with your friends when you were younger? That, I did not. That stuff was not around. Can't say that I, I did. When I was a teenager, so I didn't know if that was something you partook in. Like, if I can scour uh, YouTube for, like, a Derek and Mike or a Derek and Dave video of you, like, no, rapping or something. Tr- they no. do not exist. No. All right. I was kind of hopeful. I was I was asking everybody for you. Apparently, uh, Derek was just not that cool enough or no, tech no, no, savvy no. enough to make a video with his friends. Because, like I said, back when I was uh, that age, that <laughs> the internet didn't exist. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's scary. So uh, anyway, could... let's get back. To... Yes. Anyway, back so it kind of it, it seems like Dimitri sort of fails because he's like adamant that he's not going to get back into karate. But at the end right. of the episode, he shows up at Miyagi Do kind of ready to try it again yeah at the very end where you know we see uh him coming in but before that we have this uh meeting with samantha and aisha yep now if, uh, you remember aisha moved away mm-hmm. after the big fight because uh well it was a whole school fight so you know well, and, and her father wanted to and move if, away and if everything. nobody remembers who aisha is she was uh johnny's first female student ever in cobra kai back in season one right and uh you know she was the shy nerdy girl and she was samantha's best friend but samantha was trying to be cool and she wasn't really talking to her anymore So we cut to this and, you know, she tells, Samantha tells Aisha about what's going on uh, with her mother 
uh, and Tori. Mm-hmm. And then Aisha tells a story about, you know, the new school and how she went up to the bully and, you know, she was a new kid. She could already see the look in her eyes that um, she was going to be getting picked on by this bully because she was a new kid in school. So, you know, what did she do? Now, if you remember, Aisha was a tough, uh, tough little fighter. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you you fully expect so Aisha went up to this girl and beat the crap out of her. Well, that's not what she said, right? And that's not what she did. She, well, she actually... basically she took Johnny's lessons, but instead of getting violent about it, she did hit first, but in a in a in a different way. Where she simply just walked up to the girl, introduced herself, complimented her, and then asked her to introduce her around because she was new. She took control oh, of the situation. Yeah, like did there. She yeah. hit first, but with words. Right. So she took and, control of the situation, but in a nonviolent way. And so you think uh, at the end, because we're coming to towards the end of the episode. So you think, yeah. oh, okay, Aisha's really imparted some wisdom to Samantha. Yep. And then and we're so going to see that happen. Where she tries to make amends with Tori when Tori, because uh, Tori's going back to school. Yeah, because she, you know, because you figure, okay, she wants to be as big as her mom and she's, you know, she let her back in school. Yeah, you would and think that. Think, and if think you think that, that, you would be wrong. Yeah. Because the exact Tori opposite is back happened. in school. And as she's walking the halls, people are giving her looks because of everything that happened. Uh-huh. Um, and then you see Sam standing there. And the the body language is very clear. This isn't this isn't an Aisha situation. She's not going to extend her hand in friendship. Uh, yeah. The gist the gist of it is: stay out of my way, or I'll beat the crap out of you. Yeah, and I'm I'm basically coming for you. And you know that's basically how the episode ends. Uh, yeah. Where you know you have there's so many different role reversals, and they do it a lot throughout the series, and. Even though, you know, you might expect it, it still comes as a surprise. Because Sam uh, was never that way before. Sam has really, you know, taken to, um, you know, Johnny's way of thinking. Strike hard and strike fast physically. Because if you remember in the beginning of the season, you know, after she'd gotten beat up by her, she was very scared and very timid. And Johnny basically took her under her wing and like kind of, toughened her up mm-hmm. and that's what we're seeing now right she so, has all these um anger feelings towards tori and wants to turn that into an eagle fang style aggression yeah so you know we we definitely see a lot of of changes coming for cobra kai and we're we're pretty much through most of the season we're we're now in like the final episodes um and uh yes, like you're you're right. That's basically how the episode ends. Um, mm-hmm. the next episode, episode seven, is called Mindfield. So we'll get into that next time. But I I think there was a. I can't remember how many episodes there were in season four, but it might have been like eight. Oh really? It might have been ten. Maybe I think maybe they always do ten episodes. I thought it was ten too. Um. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's ten. Okay, it's yeah, ten. My bad. So that's uh, that's all I got for this episode. Uh, same. Yeah, I don't have anything else to add. So we'll be back with season seven um, soon. Not season well, seven. Episode, episode seven. seven. Season four, episode seven. Season four, episode seven. Um, in the yep. meantime, make sure you keep following us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Tag old nerd, young nerd. 
And as always, I'm Derek. And I'm Todd. And remember, normal normal is is the the new new boring. boring. Thanks Thanks for listening, everybody. everybody.